This podcast is a production of Restoring the Core, an initiative designed to assist those looking to explore classic Christianity with Connected Age resources online at restoringthecore.com. This is Finding Hidden Treasure, Episode 100. This episode is dedicated to a look behind and a look forward. The driving concept behind the Restoring the Core initiative has been and continues to be to disciple, encourage, inform, and inspire for God's glory and for the enrichment of the readers of the Restoring the Core website and the listeners to the Finding Hidden Treasure podcasts. The Restoring the Core initiative was birthed in the need for an encouraging and inspirational form of discipleship, which I think is very much needed by our fellow believers in Christ. In my opinion, at least here in the United States, discipleship, though not ignored, is given far less attention, time, and resources than are given to efforts at evangelization. Please do not misunderstand me. I am not for a moment suggesting that efforts at evangelization be trimmed back. What I am saying is that discipleship efforts need to match what is being done for evangelization. I'd like to present a hypothetical scenario, which I think captures how the overall time, resources, and efforts compare between evangelization and discipleship. Imagine that the leadership of a country has realized that their population growth, or lack of it, is imperiling their country's economic future and the future of their social programs. That part of the scenario actually has happened in numerous European nations over the last decade. In the hypothetical part, let's say that the government of that nation provides some form of economic incentive to prospective parents to boost the birth rate, such as tax credits, direct payments, subsidies, etc., which then cause the number of births to rise. However, no attention or planning has been done in increasing the infrastructure which these new children will need. In this scenario, hospitals, child care centers, and other related institutions are not prepared to handle the increase. Nurture and physical care will suffer. In other words, that nation will be prepared to birth more children, but less prepared to see to their needs after their births. While the programs and efforts of evangelization have increased the numbers of people coming to new life in Christ, discipleship, like the infrastructure of infant care in our hypothetical scenario, has not kept pace with the new spiritual births. It is not uncommon to hear stories of individuals, and I know of some personally, who came to faith in Christ but whose growth in the faith was stunted because it was unclear for the new believer how to find the means of growing in the faith once they came to faith. When the Restoring the Core initiative was started five years ago, the primary goal was not evangelization but discipleship. It was and remains my desire to assist Christian believers in doing what the Apostle Peter mentions at the end of his second letter, namely, to help believers grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Much of the groundwork and early content for the Finding Hidden Treasure podcasts developed during my seminary days. In the course of doing research for my assigned papers, I came across a lot of facts, biographies, sermons, books, and other information which I thought was interesting and thought that my fellow Christians would find interesting as well if they knew these items existed. I thought of these gems as something of a treasure hidden in your parents' attic. It's not until you search the attic that you realize the treasures are there. I came across such a real-life scenario after my mother died. In my younger years, my mom told me stories about her mother, my grandmother, in the years before she married my grandfather. In those early years of the 20th century, she worked in Detroit as a cigar maker. It makes for a great family story. 
How many of us can say that our grandmother was a cigar maker? After my mother died, we discovered, among the attic-like treasures left behind, the cigar roller and cutter device that my grandmother used. This now over 100-year-old family artifact bears the initials M.K., the initials of my grandmother's maiden name, Martha Kupsky. I keep it here in the room in which I produce these podcasts. The old device is an ongoing, tangible reminder of the wonderful memories I have of my cigar-rolling grandmother, who died when I was eight years old. That cigar roller and cutter is a treasure of my family history. It connects me here in the early 21st century with my then-teenage grandmother of a century ago. In the same way, there are artifacts left behind by our family members in Christ. Over the years, I've come across a number of such treasures. Perhaps it's a painting or a collection of paintings such as the Ghent Altarpiece, which has remarkable artwork and a remarkable history, including escaping destruction during the Second World War. For more on that, see the movie Monuments Men. Perhaps it is a devotional used by soldiers in the American Civil War, written to provide comfort and spiritual direction for those going into battle and facing the real prospect of death. Perhaps it's an excerpt from a sermon from a preacher in colonial America or Victorian London. Perhaps it's a not-so-well-known article by a rather well-known author such as C.S. Lewis. Perhaps it is an inspirational account of a martyr of the faith such as Perpetua, a young North African mother of the third century who was willing to lay down her life for Christ in an arena in Carthage. Many of these are things which have been forgotten with time and passing generations, yet they are in a sense the treasure in the family attic of believers in Christ. Some of these works sit on a shelf in an old bookstore or are housed in a museum, or continue in existence in digitized form on an internet archive. These once forgotten items wait to be rediscovered to bless, instruct, and encourage a new generation of believers. It has been my honor over these 100 full episodes and over 25 minisodes to show you what I found in our family attic, to dust it off, and tell you about it so that I can make you aware of these family heirlooms and make these treasures available to you as online resources. These treasures help give us a better picture of the devotion to Christ that our spiritual ancestors had. They link us to our Christian family over the ages. Though those ancestors may have lived only a few years before us or possibly centuries earlier, we are connected to the same God in Christ. These items are a legacy to us because the work of these ancestors was created in a different time or a different culture. They don't share the same spiritual blind spots that we have. Their insights are not a mere echo of the voices we hear today. Their voice of encouragement and correction, though on the surface perhaps sounding a bit dated, still is so very relevant to us today. I will grant that there are things in the Christian past which belong there and should stay there, yet so much of what I've come across over the years indicates that we, today, are diminished by not knowing what these ancestors have to tell us. I also want to thank those of you who have listened over these last five years. I am astonished at how many people from all over the world have taken the time to listen to the podcast and have accessed the website for resource links. I could not honestly tell you that when the initiative was first started that I had some master plan to have the web pages and the podcasts accessed across my home country of the United States and in numerous countries around the world. I didn't. Yet, by God's grace, we live in the age of the internet. As a result, 
a small project can reach a large audience around the world. I also want to thank those of you who have contacted me by means of email or Facebook over these last five years. Your contacts have been very encouraging. By the grace of God, I will continue to bring to you what I find in our family attic. What our spiritual ancestors in Christ have to tell us is still of value today. It's an honor to continue to search these things out and to encourage you to join me in going into the attic and discovering the hidden treasures these wonderful women and men of God have left their generation and have left for our generation today. In conclusion, I think it's fair to point out that many of the hidden treasures that we pull out of the attic of our church family are things that we cannot put into books or music or paintings. There's also the hidden treasure of the memory of those with whom we've had a life in Christ together. Earlier in this episode, I brought up my seminary days, and I think it's appropriate for me to bring up one of the greatest hidden treasures that I still carry within my memory, and that is a memory particularly of one seminary professor which I had, and all of whom were wonderful during my years in seminary. But one in particular, Dr. Luke Kiefer, was, I would say, something of a mentor, and the example of not only what he taught, but how he lived remains with me as a blessed memory and blessed instruction to this day. I thought it would be appropriate to conclude with a passage from a journal article that Dr. Kiefer wrote back in 2007. Wells Cathedral is located in southwest England. Its western front is filled with more statues than any other church in England. In medieval times, it was a pilgrimage church. As a faithful traveler crested the last hill, the western end was the site that filled their vision. The people of the time believed that pilgrimage depicted the life of a Christian in search of the heavenly sanctuary. These people on the front of the church were like the cloud of witnesses that cheered them on their way and bid them to enter the sanctuary, which is a copy of the heavenly Jerusalem. All the New Testament saints are in the bottom tier of this cloud of witnesses. The kings, queens, and other notable people who promoted the Christian faith in England form the next several tiers. Then we come to the level of the angels and archangels. Above them are the apostles with St. Andrew, the patron saint, in the middle. He holds the cross of Christ like the letter X in English, but it represents the chi of the Greek word Christor, or Christ. Even here, Christ crucified is still the central note. And finally, there is Christ seated in splendor and in judgment. If you can see it with the help of proper lenses, his one hand is raised in a sign of blessing. The other is extended in a gesture of welcome. As we leave this place today, we go as pilgrims. We will not say goodbye, for we expect to meet again in person or by telephone, letters, or emails, and we will bear each other up with words of encouragement and acts of kindness. At one moment, we will be one of the pilgrims. At another, we will be in the great crowd of witnesses, cheering on the pilgrims who are running toward the door of God's house. We will meet again. We are certain of that, and that is why we say farewell. May it go well with you until we meet again. In the meantime, let us remember to speak a good word for Jesus. Thank you for listening to this program. We can be contacted at mail at restoringthecore.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash restoringthecore. You can also follow us on Twitter at RestoreTheCore. My original blog is still active. It is found at schoolofthesolitaryplace.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening. Please join us next time for finding hidden treasure.